from the band Destruction, and you're listening to the interview on the fire. Uh, thank you so much for joining me on our podcast today, Shmir, on Interview Under Fire. Uh, you know, interesting last few months for pretty much all of us. I'm going to start off with the obvious question. How are you? How have things been for you and your band as of late? And how has everything been since our lives have changed pretty much back in March? How's how's life in Germany? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of coming back at the moment. You know, we have uh, had a tough two months. Uh, Germany's been really strict on the lockdown where, you know, Germans are obeying the government pretty well, you know, so I think the lockdown worked good, you know, people were really at home and in those two first two months, I think we kind of got control of the virus, the pandemic was going down and since then stuff is coming back slowly. We have, uh, you know, we, we, have, we had always the opportunity to go out and do like sports, jogging, biking, uh, we could also go to buy groceries as much as you want. There was not such a hard lockdown as on other countries. You know, I know Latin America, as an example, they're still on the lockdown for three months now. And Peru and Brazil has a huge outbreak again now. Yeah. Because also people are not so strict in Latin America. It's the attitude, you know, Latin American attitude is kind of, you know, they, I understand they can't sit home because it's Latin American. So let's <laughs> dance and go out. You know? that, that, that's the lifestyle. It's the lifestyle, so it's, I guess, for the Germans, and, and like, if you look at, at, at Europe, Scandinavia, up north, it's like the people that are more distant to each other, they had the least cases of corona, because, the, the, you know, Scandinavians, the, first of all, the countries are big, and they have less people, and then people also are more distant in general, you know, like, uh, you could see this also in Europe, uh, uh, southern European people are hugging each other, you know, <laughs> showing the love all the time, and the northern European people are more distant, so that's how the virus spread, basically. You know, you could see it's more strong in the south than in the north. And uh, Germany in the middle, uh, we had a huge impact for a while, but actually, you know, with a lot of discipline, the country kind of got control back. The government was also in chaos for a while, did some good decisions, though, I think. And uh, now, hopefully, the worst is over. We're we actually having shows again next month. Didn't you guys have like a soccer game? Uh, sorry, we call it soccer here. But did you guys have a football game that yeah. was uh, in front of just an empty? Yeah, it's the whole. Uh, season, the whole season ends now. The last ten games are in yeah. empty stadiums. You know, it's kind of it feels wrong. You know, it's like it's it's like a concert with no people. It's the same shit. You know, it doesn't work. So so it's the same thing that's happening in the states here I i'm sure you're probably hearing all the shit that's happening on over here and uh people are just with a i mean add on to the protests as well we have those going on in the riots yeah. and they're thinking about bringing back baseball and hockey and you know basketball and like you said it's i don't know they're all excited about bringing it back but it's it's I'm just working, man. It's you know not, what it's gonna be like you know i'm i'm watching the games live now on tv yeah and you know, you can add like audio so there's some crowd, you know, <laughs> but, but it doesn't work. There's no fire in the game. And then you yeah. after, after a while, you get out your cell phone, you start writing your friends, you know, and it, it doesn't catch you. It's missing the link, you know, and you, you will see it's not it's not nice. Uh, you know, for me, I'm a big football fan. The European uh, football championship was supposed to happen now, actually starting tomorrow. Who's uh, your team? It's a little sad, you know, it all got canceled, so it's pushed back to next year. 
So now we have those ghost games on TV. It's, you know, it's in Corona times, you take what we can, you know. So there's a little football on TV. It's okay, but it's yeah. not the same, you know. Hey, who's your favorite team? Uh, my favorite team is uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach. It's like, uh, it's not the most famous team in Germany, but I'm a, I'm a fan since I was a little little kid. So, you know, you stick to your team. So Before we get to the album, because I really want to talk about the music, who's your favorite footballer? My favorite footballer, Ooh, it's difficult to say, you know, as, as a German, of course, there's uh, some German players that, uh, that I mean, are... You guys have a, have a catalog of just historic yeah. players who've made such a big impact on the game. So. But, but I think the, the most historic and iconic football player ever is Diego Maradona, I think, you know. Oh, that's, that's actually, well, it was either him. Oh, well, he's a, I, I, I mean, he's one of my favorite footballers. My favorite is actually, you said Diego, remind me of Diego Forland. That's actually my favorite footballer. But but yeah, he's, I mean, you're talking about the most impactful footballers out there. That's that's one of them. The whole, the whole, his whole life story is so crazy, you know, like, uh, yeah. he was also a fantastic football player, you know, he was, uh, I think uh, he was one of the first real amazing technical players, you know, back in the day. And of course, the hand of God made him very famous. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but again, that'll be a whole different discussion. Now, I know we talked about uh, things that are trying to maybe open up during, I don't know, this pandemic. I don't know if it's going to be up into full scale or not. But I know one thing that you have done during the pandemic, you guys released a live album. Yeah, and it yeah. was something that was very spontaneous. And it's uh, Born to Thrash, correct? And it, and it already came out on May 8th on uh, digital but you're planning to release like a physical one yeah it came out on, on streaming we said to the label if you know we want to do this live album now that people are sitting home we can tour let's do this we have we are lucky enough to have a great recording in our pocket let's just do it spontaneously and and one part of the plan was to release it right away on on the streaming portal so it's out on spotify apple music so the fans can actually listen to it worldwide quick you know and the physical uh, version is coming in july now so uh, okay. for us it was a great thing because we could you know we could work on something we also still working on the live clips uh, two live clips came out already one more is coming in uh, next month and it keeps us connected with the fans uh, the fans have some joy in the live album and uh, you know we we can make little money we can stay connected with the fans because we're supposed to be on tour now so this is so tough to sit home that this live album for us is kind of life-saving, you know. Uh, and, and you were stuck on an island for some time before coming back, right? Pardon me? You were stuck on an island for some time, like I mean, right I, when the pandemic started, right? Yeah, I was I was actually uh, not so far away from Bangladesh. I was in the Indian Ocean uh, on there the Mel- <laughs> Islands, you know. Uh, okay, I, okay. I was, uh, I was there with my girlfriend. We, we had two tours, and in between the two tours, I... I decided to go on holidays because I was like, man, schedule is so packed this year. I will have no holidays. So this is the time to go holiday. So we booked spontaneously when I came back from the tour, a holiday. So we left and then boom, Corona came. And, you know, there was this moment when we were on this island and everybody left the island. We were kind of just <laughs> left on the island. You couldn't fly back home anymore. Um, all my friends wrote me like, dude, don't come back to Germany. Corona hit us so hard. Nothing. It's it's bad here, you know. And we, we actually couldn't return because there was no more flights. So we were trying to find flights. Wow. And uh, there was a time where I woke up once in the morning. I said to my girlfriend, you know, we're fucked. We have no shows. We can't return home. We don't know what's happening. 
let's do this live album, you know? So I, I called my boys and said, hey, we have this recording from The Partisan, let's do a live album because it looks like we're not gonna play a, sh a single show in, in several months now. So it was very spontaneous and uh, it was a good idea. And uh, some weeks later also we found a flight home. It's actually an adventurous ride home also back to Germany because my girlfriend is from Norway. Okay. And, but she lives with me in, Nor in Germany but Germany didn't allow any foreigners to enter the country anymore, you know. So it was kind of a difficult to come home with wow. my Yeah, so first of all, they wanted to send her back to Norway and, you know, but she had to prove she lives in Germany. But, you know, it, it, it was some weird weeks, you know, and a lot of weird new laws and uh, definitely interesting, but nothing I want to experience again. I mean, uh, I mean, I'm glad you're home. You know, it's gosh, that's a lot to deal with. I mean, just with the, just a, I mean, just a span of what a matter of weeks, and now you guys have. It's it's good to stay productive. Now I was gonna ask, you know, now that you're home, how are you keeping up with your vocals or bass chops? Do you live in? I'm sure you live in a place where you can just go all out and play without the neighbors complaining. <laughs> no, no, my neighbors. Uh, you know, when I moved into the flat. Uh, I, I promised my my landlord to not play at home, so I, I use headphones <laughs> when I when I use. So I, I I can't really sing. I actually sing in my car when I when I drive out. I sing and try to keep the vocal cords in the car alive. You know. There you go. But also our, our our rehearsal room, and also the studio where we mix the live album, is in Switzerland because we live at the Swiss German border, but on the German side, so we couldn't enter Switzerland now for the last three months. So we couldn't go to our rehearsal space. We couldn't go to the studio. When we mixed the live album, we made everything over over the internet. You know, we wrote like messages on on WhatsApp and Skype, and you know, listened to the album on the computer, and you know, sending stuff back and forth. So we couldn't really uh, enter the studio physically. So it was kind of a weird situation. I don't think. I mean, a pandemic is obviously not something you plan for. Like when you're releasing an album, you know, there's different protocols for you know for every situation. But this was, it kind of just, yeah, maybe we got a little bit of a warning back in around you know Christmas, around November, December. But now it's kind of like just hit all of us in the face, and here we are. Now, now that you're home, does does this pandemic open up new things for you personally and artistically that may you have not noticed about yourself before? Oh, it's, it's definitely, you know, it opens up a lot of, you know, new perspectives on the world also, you know? Yeah. Uh, and uh, I think also what happens in America right now uh, is also a, a pre-pandemic lockdown situation. People overreacting on everything at the moment, you know? I think, uh, uh, yeah. you know, that 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 all those riots and shit, you know. Of course, you know there was problems with just before in the states, but now after everybody was locked down for three months, you know, people are just angry, you know. And uh, of course, it all blows up in this. I think uh, it's the same in Germany that we that I could see also all over Facebook. You know, people are so aggressive towards each other at the moment because they're locked down. You know, the social the social skills are going down people are getting aggressive and pissed off and uh, I'm, I'm happy that germany at the moment has loosened up a lot and uh, we have the opportunity again to play shows uh, soon capacity to 500 people in august already that's awesome that's i mean that's and great news and just across the street here in switzerland you know uh, they are yeah. open, they're having shows this week already again so uh, 
uh, one of my favorite clubs here, like just uh, half an hour from here in Switzerland. They asked us to play. So we're going to have shows also in Switzerland in the next weeks. Uh, so they, they can do only to 300 people, you know, but it's better than nothing, you know. So anything to go out to play will feel feel good again, you know. It's like little steps we have to do to, to get back normal. And uh, also, yeah, I think it's it's going to feel good because, you know, a lot of pessimists, you know, in the last weeks said, oh, there will be no shows till 2021 and everything is canceled. And it was so much bad news, you know, and people, so many experts also talking bullshit, you know, and that I'm happy to see the little results that are positive at the moment. There's just so much information that's being thrown at us left and right. You don't really know what to believe anymore because you had sources saying, oh, 2021, like you're you're telling me about maybe a year and a half. Yeah. It's a saying 2021, the earliest, and and it's a, the best one I liked the most was 60% of all Americans wouldn't go to a concert if there would be no vaccine for Corona. You know, there was a, mm. a some blabbermouth also that says people actually would not go to a show if there, if there would be no vaccine yet, you know, and the vaccine is coming when? Next year in summer? Early. Yeah, something like that. Well, now they're saying that. Now they're saying next February or something like that. Yeah. And... <laughs> I mean, like I said, you don't know what to believe. It's just, it's just, uh, just wait and see. And that's the uncertainty. That's it's also very interesting that all of a sudden there were so many experts and, and, you know, everybody knew stuff better than the government and, and the, and the, and the experts and the doctors, you know, Uh, all the people on Facebook, all the keyboard warriors. I was like, shut the fuck up, please. You know, it's, it's not the easy time. It also showed me how, you know, how fast the panic spreads on the internet also. Oh gosh, that's, I mean, that's an understatement. <laughs> yeah, you know, we all know the shitstorms and stuff, you know, but this was a new level of of, of panic in the internet and, and, and hate also towards one of the, other. Yeah, one of the other things I'm concerned with is because of all the rioting that's happening in the States, we're about to see another spike. Like Dallas, Texas, we already saw another spike uh, over the weekend. So, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just not, I don't know. Like, like you said, people are just very opposing to each other right now and it's a very tough time i'd rather be in germany right now honestly yeah, because yeah. it's I, I, and I know you guys got hit pretty hard actually when when i first hit i remember i, I was yeah. seeing that yeah. and yeah. Uh, i actually have i have cousins said, who live in, yeah in italy the, the germans are actually pretty good they obey pretty good to the government you know so when the government said you stay home listen to us they were doing pretty good you know i mean after a while, people are starting to, you know, get pissed off too. So now government losing up stuff. I think they, it was a good, the lockdown was done in a good way. So we could really fight the pandemic. Of course, now people are saying maybe the lockdown wasn't necessary. Yeah, yeah maybe it wasn't, but, you know, a lot of people would have died, you know, for sure. Well, let me ask you this. We talked about the lockdown. We talked about maybe venues opening back up for bands such as yourselves to play in front of a live audience again. One of the most popular things that bands have been doing in the last three months is live streaming. I'm sure you've seen it. And we had we had a few guests on our show. Uh, a few weeks ago, we had Nilo from Insomnium, you know, just one of them. And they're one of the first bands who took the first initiative when the first lockdowns began. They they sold virtual tickets to the fans, and then they did the live streaming after that. And, it's like, it's like watching know. porn or having real sex. <laughs> oh, no, no. You know, I've never I, seen, never heard that. This lockdown, before. this lockdown would go on for for a long time, 
and we couldn't do live shows for a long time, then it's an option to do this. But, you know, in Germany, they're doing auto cinema concerts at the moment also. People are playing in front of cars. Uh, yeah, I was going to ask you about that. I thought that was an actual no. meme that happened. I thought it was a made-up made up picture. It, they asked us to do this too. They were like, one promoter came to us from our hometown and said, we want you to come to play in front of the cars. You know, everybody's doing it now. I mean, like, no, 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 fuck you. It's like, how do it's, you, how do you even do that? <laughs> no, so what, what I think is really wrong about, uh, I mean, I understand people want to do this online shows, uh, online live stream concerts and all because people have the need for live music and music in general at the moment for the lockdown. But I think, you know, as soon as I heard Facebook and other portals are trying to pick up the ideas and trying to sell online tickets for this and everything, it's completely turned me off, you know, because I don't want the internet to take over the opportunity to take live shows away from us, you know, because this is our last, this is our last thing we have, you know, it's the last thing for musicians to make money is live shows. And if you give this also now to the internet, it's over, you know, it's, it's completely over. People gonna sit at home with their 3D uh, glasses and gonna put the fat belly <laughs> in the beer, you know. And oh, you know, it's you know, see, see what happens in America to the baseball matches and stuff, you know. As soon as everything is on TV, people are not going anymore. I mean, I don't know, is it just me? I see a lot of you know the stadiums are empty, right? Yeah, I mean, we haven't actually started it yet. They're, I mean, they already have like dates but, set. And, and general, for- in general, especially baseball, it's not no stadium is packed ever. Is it is unless it, unless you're maybe the Yankees or the Red Sox, like you know the the well known teams like the Dodgers and stuff like and that. It's sold out, like sold out. During, I'd say I'd say depending on the popularity of the team, their success, and I guess when the playoffs happen, which is later this year, which like I don't know, they're gonna shorten the season. But some it, like, but in, in general, you know, because of the television. Everybody can see it on television. Yeah. Not so many people attend to the live event anymore. And I think I don't want to support this for music that people could think, oh, it's I can have the show live. I don't have to go to the concerts anymore. A concert will always be something special. And uh, nothing can replace a crowd interaction with the band or with the, with the sports performance also. Well, of course, like if I see Shmir in front of me in person, that's a whole different energy as opposed to seeing you, you know, I mean, and you've been doing this for a long time. Well, this leads me to that next question, but I think you kind of answer it. Do you think the quarantine induced live streaming surge, is it going to affect the touring musician business going forward? Do no. you still see bands doing this even after this is over? No, no, I don't think so. I get so many different answers. It's a nice little thing to have in the pandemic, you know, but I think once the, once this is over, people are going to be happy to go back on the road and happy to go back to concerts. You know, I think, uh, I actually, I hope, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't think this, I mean, everybody I talked to, I did a couple of hundred interviews in the last weeks and every single journalist that I talked to had this question and nobody, not even a single one said that he liked this better than real life shows, you know. So no, I, th- I think no I think way. I I I doubt anyone would ever actually even say that unless that some people in the internet will say, "Hey, there's a lot of money to make with this," you know. Let's take the concerts into the internet, you know, and that's something I don't like the idea, you know, because then it's dangerous. It's a dangerous idea. Yeah, because then it's going to be, you know, then there's nothing left for musicians anymore. No, they they took everything away from us. Uh, now also like merchandise, you know. 
the merchandise we do, there's so much bootlegs out there. And also when we, to every city we go, to every venue we go, the venue takes 20% of my merchandise money, you know? They, they, they have no rights for this, but they do it meanwhile. So, you know, everything is taken away from the musicians, you know? The record deals are shit. The young bands nowadays are signing deals that are called 100% deals. That means the record label is getting money from the merchandise and money from the live shows nowadays. Mm. So, yeah, music, that... music business gets more tough for the young bands. I'm an old fart. I still have a cool contract. I'm, I'm lucky for this. I've been fighting for this hard, you know. I've been in front of a lot of courts to get my rights back also. You're not an old fart. You are well refined. You've been through it all, man. That's how I, that's how I call it. You've but, been polished to the, to the let's, T. Let's keep the live, the live music in the fucking venues, you know. And I, I really hope also the venues all will survive because a lot of places are closing down now also because of the pandemic. It's going yeah. to be, I don't know, at least 20, 30, 40% that are not going to reopen again, I think. You know, we've, it's a lot of, uh, I, don't, I don't want to say negative, but a lot of the topics that we just covered already, it was just things that we wish that weren't happening and it's happening. Let's, let's turn this around. Let me ask you this. What was your favorite part about touring? Because you've been at this for 40 freaking years, uh, over 40 years, I believe. And, you know, there's food, culture, fans. Now that you've kind of taken like a step back, not it was planned or anything, but it's been three months kind of whew, exhale and kind of just take a look at, at your past. What was your favorite part about the touring life? I'm missing, I'm missing the traveling and the excitement, you know. Also, when you go into new shows and once you go on stage, the adrenaline, you know, I'm missing that. And I'm missing meeting different people, you know, conversations, just normal, interesting talk. I, I love that I can go to different cultures and have a real information about the culture and not getting it from a TV station, you know, that I, I love the fact that I can play in the United States. And then next week I'm in Russia, you know, and then I can see the real sides of both countries, you know. And not having the information that the bad Russians or the bad Americans, you know, have uh, a dispute, you know. So I think that's the great thing about music, that uh, heavy metal unites the world. I can travel, see a lot of fans and love cultures. And, of course, the great food, yeah. That's a great aspect. Do you have a, do you have a favorite uh, restaurant that you can think of right now at the top of your head? So you, uh, you know, also, I, I love uh, the food from, you know, India, Pakistan, spicy stuff. Uh, that's, yeah, we just talked about that. <laughs> so I'm missing that kind of thing that, you know, develop new things when you go to new countries. Uh, uh, there's a lot of stuff to, to discover. Is there anything that stands out in the top of your head? Like if I were to ask you, what was your favorite restaurant you've been to? What sticks out? Off. There's so much good food. I, I, I think uh, life is an endless learning process about new stuff. Uh, I, I always picked up uh, stuff from my first tours, you know. The first time I was in Brazil in the 80s, I picked up the Caipirinha, you know, the, the Brazilian drink. It's like, a, it's like a rum with lime. It's like a margarita in Brazilian way, you know. Wow. Uh... Yeah. I, I brought this to Germany and made it for my friends, you know. And then 15 years later, it became a famous drink in Germany. But I had it when directly <laughs> from the country, you know, and brought it to my friends and and like this, I, I brought home so many great things, you know, from all over the world. I wouldn't miss that. I think that's the greatest thing. In your room right now, what's the most sentimental thing that's around you? Most sentimental thing in my room? I, I've, uh, 
a bunch of backstage passes hanging on the wall over there. Right? Wait, do you see it over there? I don't know. No, it's uh, I think so. I, I think I saw it. Yeah. I think that's. Uh, I'm. Yeah. I'm. I'm. Oh, now the picture fro is frozen. No, no. Can you nope. see me now? Back. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, there, there's a. I think you have some posters on the wall too over there, right? Yeah, these are these are like. Uh, I have a lot more down here, and there's a lot more. Of the, uh, this one was uh, when I got to. I think this is when I went met Behemoth about a couple years ago, uh, when they were in Dallas, and you know I, I got to meet Nergal again. And he, he's just a great guy. Like, and these are all the different, you know, like my own shows that I've been to and my promotions, and you know, I like. I, that, that's the kind of person I am. I like to keep memories like that. A lot of people don't like kind of just get the experience to throw it away. I like to just build that for just for myself because it shows the journey that I've been on. I'm sure you have the same thing. I, I, I have my, pro, my, my precious passes here in my living room. I have a whole wall of passes in the other room because it's hundreds, you know. But I keep them, at least most of them, because it's memories, you know. And sometimes I, I go through a select and it, it brings back a lot of memories. So... I've, I've had some I've had some bands that keep like the brick from the venue that they first played in. <laughs> I've had some bands that actually do that. What was the first venue you played in? I think actually the first show we ever had was together with uh, uh, Sodom and uh, and Iron Angel in the hometown of Creator. But Creator at the time were called yeah. Creator was called Tormentor, and they were actually also at the show. Uh, so it was the first time. Destruction Creator and Sodom has met basically in the hometown of Creator, and it was uh, 1984, I think. It was it was our first show? Destruction never played in their hometown uh, at that time because we had no scene. No, uh, the scene, yeah. the scene of our hometown was the band. We were the only metalheads at the beginning. You know, we were we were the beginning of the metal scene in our hometown, basically. And metal is not. Metal is one of the younger genres too. It's only what, maybe just a little past fifty years old. And I know uh, talking about Creator, I know you, you're good. You're good friends with a lot of the a lot of the bandmates in that band. I know they. I, I think it was. I think it was Mila. He um, he recommended Demir, your newest guitarist, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. so I want to talk. Yeah, yeah. I want to talk about him for a second because I know you guys used to have two guitars in your uh, early sound for Destruction. What element does Demir bring into into destruction now that you may have not had before? I mean, you know, with the second guitar, it's just so much more power live. You know, you can also bring back the harmonies. So it's just a wall of guitars again. And uh, especially we can bring back the twin guitars also. We have uh, uh, also, you know, when when you have only one guitar and the guitar plays a solo, or there's a lead, you know, the, the sound gets just thinner. Now with two guitars, powerhouse days on you know and, and and damir he's an amazing solo player he's a really he's a elite player you know so he really brings yeah. a lot of skills for the lead guitar again and uh, mike our main old player he, he was never like the lead player he was a a, a composer a, a tight rhythm player he likes to play leads but he's not the, the typical shredder you know so we're happy to have a guy in the band also that you know Helps a little bit out with the lead guitarist. It loves to play lead, and uh, also, you know, on the on stage, a uh, fourth member on stage is also, it's it's another impact on stage. It's you know, there's more movement, more interaction. You know, I think the band has has grown on on many levels since he's in the band. 
I think when you get a recommendation from creator, you take it. <laughs> yeah, you know, Miller's a good friend, and uh, when he said this to me, like, hey, why don't you bring your friend in the band because he's a great player, and uh, and then I was like, yeah, why didn't I think about it before, you know? But sometimes when people are too close, you kind of need somebody else to put your nose into it. <laughs> yeah, and one of your, uh, I don't know which interview it was, you said it was important to love what you do, and, you know, on what you do, it's 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 nice to share that experience with the band members and i guess just bringing in demir kind of just adds to that and you know i wanted to follow up have your aspirations as a person or a band have they changed or evolved since when you first started playing in the industry do you see things differently now yeah i mean you know nowadays i see a lot of bands doing this because they want to get rich and famous you know like that's that's like living in the internet times when Instagrammers are, you know, influencers and stuff. It's the same oh, thing yeah. with the music scene, you know. Uh, people m make music because they want to be somebody. They want to get the chicks or, or I don't know, you know. We started music because we, we loved heavy metal and we wanted to break out of the society. We wanted to, you know, find a little gateway to, to be happy. And we never want to be rock stars or famous musicians. That it all happened that the band kind of made their way, and we were lucky about it. But we never made it for the fame or the chicks or the money. I mean, that's something that comes with it. Nice, nice to have. But uh, of course, yeah. But, who who doesn't love chicks and money, right? <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's it's also my the thing that I learned in life is like you know don't take everything for granted. It's it's something that comes and don't don't. You know, don't lose your your passion about music. It's it, it should be always the first thing that that counts uh, when you play music. What are the interests do you have that feeds your creativity within the band that doesn't involve music? Are what? you a good cook? What other interests do you do like besides music? Do you yeah. cook? I think I'm <laughs> read. I'm, I'm, I'm good with uh, I'm good with cooking. Yeah, I, I mean, I have my own restaurant for eight or nine years. That's what's the name? It used to, it used to be called Barracuda. Barracuda, okay. like a song from Heart, you know. That's awesome. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, and actually, I basically brought in a lot of recipes from around the world, and especially a lot of cocktails. You know, I I think I'm a I'm pretty good in doing cocktails. Also, uh, you know, I pick up stuff. I I kind of recreate it. I make it my own. And uh, uh, I my whole my whole family is coming from. Uh, having a baby at a bakery and uh, uh, like a cake factory also and so I, I grew up with food all my life my grandmother was Italian also so food was always a big thing so I think beside music I'm talented with food and, and cocktails and stuff like this what's on the menu today pardon me what's on the menu today, today you, what did you eat uh, today <laughs> I I made some I'm trying to eat healthy you know uh, so I'm uh, um, basically tonight I eat some uh, some uh, some lamb, some marinated lamb meat uh, with some uh, nice uh, salad on the side and some some homemade uh, uh, what is sour cream dip with some uh, spring onions in it and some garlic and uh, yeah I'm trying to trying to eat healthy so I'm trying to stay fit you know so uh, I'm trying to combine low sugar low carb keto with healthy food but that tastes good you know like has to has a kick 
It's still hard to do, man. I mean, eating healthy while you're like st- stuck at home, you know, it's like all it's so challenging to do. Let me tell you something. If you ever decide to do live streaming, like cooking with schmear or something like that, I'm just telling you, <laughs> that'd be a great idea. The fans would tune in. I will be your I will be your endorser. So that would that'd be a great idea. Just something to think about. Okay. Yeah, that sounds interesting. <laughs> all right. So here's the last part of the interview. Unfortunately, um, I'm gonna put you on the hot seat. Hot seat the new section that we had and uh i love doing this what i'm gonna do i'm gonna call out some lyrics okay i'm gonna see how well you know your own songs my own songs oh that sucks <laughs> oh listen listen hey listen listen i'm gonna fail <laughs> because you know you know how this works you know uh, like all my all my songs only work i only remember the lyrics when i play the song on my bass you know so it's like i, I maybe can play and sing like 40 destruction songs pretty good at the moment but i need my bass and i need to play and then the lyrics just come out come naturally you know so if it's <laughs> lyrics and i don't play i'm like i'll be like oh i heard this before but oh what is it okay let's all right talk. Let's all right talk. check this out all right i'm gonna i'm gonna start you off easy okay okay yeah. i i went i went through your entire catalog okay. of all the, I, I mean i've listened to everything you put out so another thing you could take from this is let's say you don't know the songs and you'll have to rethink your set list <laughs> You're gonna have to rethink your set list now. Now you're gonna have to think about these songs. All right. Oh my god. All right. God. It's all right, man. Hey, you'll be fine, dude. Yes, Don't worry. Songs, not lyrics, you know. And I'm an old man, you know. So, so the what's it called? Alzheimer. You, you know, Alzheimer's maybe therapy. So. You don't have Alzheimer's, dude. You're good. All right. Let's put this to the test. Let's put all of it to the test. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Some love to be ruled. Can you Google my lyrics. Meanwhile, you. What did, what did you say? Can I Google the lyrics? <laughs> Let's let's do a couple and then we'll we'll find out. Okay. Okay. Some love to be ruled, so many like to be fooled. I am a cautionary tale, I will prevail. A society of grudge, all here to judge. Ooh. It's it's recent. It's recent. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> it's off yeah. of it's off of uh, Born to Perish. Yeah. I know. Hmm. These are great lyrics, too. Oh, fuck. I see. I told you. It's going to be difficult. It's... You mean to say it? You mean to read it again? Can you say it? Yes, say it again. One more time. Okay. okay. Some love to be ruled. So many like to be fooled. I am a cautionary tale. I will prevail. A society of grudge. All here to judge. That's, like, perfect for this time. Like, that lyric. It's crazy. Yeah, it is. Fuck! <laughs> oh no, I think I fail. I, I have I have it in my head, but without the, playing the bass, so it's I'm, I'm not gonna know where it's but belongs actually. It's butchered not, for life. It's butchered for life. Butchered for life. Oh yeah, of course. Okay, I'm all right, man. Okay, <laughs> I'm getting a little worried. Okay, I'm throwing it way back on this one. Okay. Okay, but maybe the older ones are deeper in the head, you know, because butchered for life. We only played live twice so far. Oh, okay. That's so, a that interesting so take lyrics, on that. So the lyrics they they get more more in the back of your head once you have uh, played them many times live, I guess you know. But let's okay. I okay, I, okay. I feel better about this next one then. We'll see. In this living hell, hallucinations will rise. Hellish existence, bloodbath in paradise. Ooh. <laughs> Think two thousand one. 
2001. Yeah, Blood, Death and Paradise, that's uh, the third song on the Antichrist album. Yeah. Um, and it's called, fuck, Let Your Mind Rot. No. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, you know, but also, <laughs> also, it's also another song that we played so many times live. So I think it's, it, you know, it's a lot of lyrics and some stuff you only sing once in the studio. And maybe if you never played live again, then it the lyrics will fade away. I remember, hey, like I like like I said, I'm I'm making you rethink your set list now. You're gonna have to add a few songs. <laughs> you know, we, we did a thrash anthem too. The uh, we recorded classics uh, two years ago. And uh, yeah. some lyrics that were non-existent because from the first album there was no lyric sheets, you know. So I googled I googled my own lyrics, and they were all wrong. <laughs> the internet all wrong. I was like, this is not the right lyrics, you know. And then I had to listen to my own songs and try to recreate the lyrics, and some stuff was really difficult, you know. And until my old drummer came and said, hey, I still have the lyric sheets here. I'm like, dude, you know? So I think it's, uh, yeah. Lyric- it, just shows how, it just shows how deep your, your, your entire catalog is because it's just, it's I mean, like, destruction. I mean, it's, and it's building. It's 20 albums. It's, uh, it's a lot of songs, basically. It's a lot yeah. of work in the end, you know? Don't worry, we won't go through every album. I'm not gonna, yeah. I'm not gonna make it too hard for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, all right. All this jealousy is ruling. Those no class, stupid wannabes, pre-programmed breed of losers telling me what I should be. Oh, shit. That's a difficult <laughs> one. You, you kind of pick the songs that you never play live, I think. Yeah, that's, that makes it more... No, not, not true. Not true. There are some in here that you have played live. Okay, okay. This, okay, this one, this one is from um, Devolution. Okay, can you repeat it? All this jealousy is ruling those no-class stupid wannabes, pre-programmed breed of losers telling me what I should be. Yeah, fuck, how's the song called? Oh, man. It's from, the way you did this, because the uh, the songs were based on the, the yeah. letters, the D- title. Yeah, yeah. So this one is the fourth one. So D-E-V-O, it starts oh, yeah. with O. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh man you're putting me in a, in a bad situation now. this is the hot seat man you're in it <laughs> um number four was this is the fourth song so it's it's yeah, yeah, oh because yeah. it's a very unique take on the album yeah but now i should go go and google and check it out because that's you, you can you, you want to google it go ahead and google it i just oh, want to see the look on your face that's embarrassing you know no it's all good hey i've had so i've done this with a lot of people so a lot of artists will be like oh yeah i'll get i'll get all of this and they don't get any of it oh, <laughs> and then and then some, some of them say oh i won't get any of it but they get everything it's it's if it's songs that you play live then it's i think it's easier to get them because you're frequently singing them so you can actually, but in the end, because I'm I'm a bass player and singer, I connect all the songs with my bass playing, you know. So I, yeah. if you tell me lyrics from Curse the Gods, like to tell them to you now, I couldn't do it because it, I need the bass for it. It's kind of automatic, it's, you know. It's a kind of automatic system that works together. So, so I think, yeah, I think it's it's uh, that's at least for me how it works, you know. 
Offenders of the Throne. Offenders of the Throne, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, this one, I, I'm pretty sure you guys have played this live, okay? I'm pretty sure. But this will be on me if I don't. I'll give you this one anyway, but I'm going to read it. Oh, bloody body, where's your head? Can't fight it in this mess. Misused life, I can't stand it. But I'll have success. Yeah, the yeah. Next, yeah. The, next, the, the next word in the line is the title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, actually, that's, that's actually something I remember. Okay, let's do it again. Okay. Uh, All right, you ready? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, bloody body, where's your head? Can't find it in this mess. Misused life, I can't stand it. But I'll have success. Think 1985. Yeah, that actually sounds like Matt Butcher. Oh, bloody body, where's your head? Fuck! It's from Infernal, Infernal Overkill. We actually said the name earlier in this uh, conversation. Oh my god! <laughs> starts with a T. What? Starts with a T. Starts with a T. Yeah. T. Yeah. Overkill. Yeah. Track attack is on front of gold. It has no lyrics. Oh my god. Tormentor. Oh my god! Of course, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's actually the chorus. Yeah. Actually, have you played live? Actually. But you have. Yeah, we still play it live. Actually, yeah, we have, yeah, we have actually played it on the last tour, even. All right, but, next time. Okay, no, I'm a, I, without the bass, I can't remember the lyrics. Next time, next time we do we do this, I'm gonna make sure you have your bass with you, and we'll make it work. <laughs> okay, we got we got two more. Can you do it? We got yeah. two more. No, I All right, can't. Okay. But can't try. <laughs> no, this is great. All right. Okay, we're we're still we're still in the past. This is this is not recent, so it'll be Don't hopefully this will be easier. I, I need to do it without the hints. Okay, okay. Okay, no hints, you said? No hints? No hints until I fail. I want to do at okay. least one that I maybe can Okay, all right. Okay. Corrupt politicians, easy to buy, making decisions without asking for our opinion, blinded by lies, hypnotized by illusions. They cheat us out of our freedom. Cool. <laughs> oh, fuck. No idea. This is, okay, this is 1987. 87? 87, wow. Yeah, that would, that's re released from Agony. Any, any clues, no? Oppression, maybe? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Our oppression, our oppression. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah. Woo! Okay. Almost. Yeah, you, yeah, you oh. got that one, you oh. got that one. It's okay, you got that one. <laughs> okay. Let me see. I, I, I want to do one more, but let me see here. Let me see here. How far back do I want to go? Okay. Okay. I think th I think this is a safe. This is a safe bet. Nothing is safe those days. I don't, I don't, actually, now, now I'm thinking <laughs> of like, nothing is a safe bet. Okay. The awakening deprivates deep manic depression. The pits of insanity testifies. Possession. But it's a useless call. Fuck. This is, this is on Inventor of Evil. I think I didn't listen to this album actually in a while, and we at the moment didn't play a song from this also in a while, so I think. Can you repeat it? Yeah. The awakening deprivates deep manic depression. The pits of insanity testifies. Possession. Like it, it's like a middle part of something, mm -hmm. of a song. But there's also a next line. Gray in gray, no more colors in your eyes. 
can't you hear the thousand cries theoretically brain dead god those are great lines i just i just like saying it (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, what could this be from inventor of evil 2005 yeah long time ago you know yeah now yeah it's crazy like it feels like 2005 was like just a few years ago but it's literally it's 15 years ago yeah it is yeah it's actually i have a lot of memories uh from this album also but not about the lyrics it seems (laughs) it's the calm before the storm oh calm before the storm i remember the song also uh it's a little different destruction song starting with like some acoustic guitars and everything yeah but yeah also this song we never played live so i guess uh my lyrics. Uh, you only- have to. Time yeah. to go through your catalog, man. I opened up a whole new door for you now. Kind of, you know, repeat them. But uh, yeah, I uh, obviously don't listen enough to the All Destruction albums, you know. But uh, it's actually I do. You know, I go back sometimes. Uh, I do. <laughs> especially when we when we uh, go uh, record new albums, I always go back in time and listen to some old albums, and I also try to reflect. You know, sometimes, and then I listen to. Actually, sometimes I listen to songs, and it's like a new song to me. I'm like, I completely forgot about this song, you know, because I didn't listen to the album for many, maybe five years or so. And then, yeah. because you write so much music, you forget about it. And sometimes you're like, sometimes you're like, oh wow, this is like amazing. And sometimes you're like, what the fuck did you write there? You know, <laughs> so it's good sometimes to to dive back in history. Yeah, it's a it's a it's it's a good refresher for the artist because it just it just shows yeah. like I said I sound like a broken record here but it sounds it's like how deep your catalog is it's yeah, just so much to dive into. It is, it is, and uh, you know some of the lyrics you you write you record them and then you never sing them again because uh, because you don't play the song live you know uh, that's True. for for a while also in in, in the last twenty years uh, for a while we made a lot of albums we've been actually very productive and uh, the last years we slowed down because we we found out that it's better to you know to have, have a full circuit of touring and then a little break and then you start recording again and writing and back uh, from 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 2000 or from 99 to 2012 or so we've been like doing so much you know we also we did like two dvds in this time a live record also and uh and an album every one and a half years, basically. I think that's that's been a lot of work. So yeah, it's some of the songs. It's it's nice to discover myself sometimes again. <laughs> well, all the people who are hearing this episode, you heard Schmier go through all his catalog just now. So now you get the chance to go through his his catalog yourself, and maybe you'll see some of these songs live now in the future. You never know. You never, you never know. know. It's, uh, we always. Uh, Sometimes we rediscover songs also, you know, it's, uh, it's something that happens when I sometimes go back, I rediscover a song and tell, tell the guys, hey, listen, I think we should, you know, maybe try this and this song again. And then you usually start to play in, in the rehearsal room and you quite quick get it if the song is a good live song or not. You know, sometimes you kick out the song again. Sometimes you try like Butchered for Life. We tried live because we thought it's, it would be a nice try to do. But also we only played it twice because somehow it didn't work in the live set you know it kind of went down too much into the set list and it's 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 too much of a downbringer while the set list is quite punchy you know so it's you know it's it's, 
live and learn, you know, that's what we do. I think we just did that. <laughs> so be before we finish things off here, yeah. I, but, you know, at least I said at the beginning of our little game that it might be difficult because I actually sometimes have this, that people ask me the easiest lyrics and I'm like, okay, without the bass, I, I don't know the lyrics. Seriously, it's like even curse the gods. It's like I need to play and then my brain is like transporting out the lyrics, you know, it's kind of yeah. a thing that hangs together. Yeah, and there's some who say they they need complete silence for them to actually know the lyrics. It's different for every musician. Yeah. So it's that's a very unique take that you had. Like, of course, like getting the bass, that's that's yeah, important. It's how, it's how I learned the songs. You know, the only time I, I don't play bass and sing is when I'm in the studio. Then you do it separately. But later on, on, of course, it always connects. And from that point on, also usually when... Uh, once the lyrics are in there, they will always come back. Some, we have some songs that we didn't play for many years. And as soon as I relearn the bass lines, you go into the rehearsal room, the, the lyrics come automatically. It's kind of weird how the brain functions. That is that is true. Um, Shmir, do you have... Uh, man, we talked, we covered a lot of subjects here. I would love to bring you back on the show. Um, any last... Shout outs you have you want to put out here? Any plugs, like anything you want to mention or about your restaurant or anything like that before we finish up here? I mean, restaurant was fun, but, uh, you know, uh, I, I made the right choice and uh, went for music, 100% for music again, because uh, nothing can replace, uh, you know, being on stage and traveling the world. And yeah, I would say at, at the moment, peace to the world, you know, let's fight this corona together and uh, yeah. let's. Let's unite instead of fight each other. You know, I think that's the most important message at the moment. Hey, you heard it from your Shmir first, man. I mean, if 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 what he said isn't valid, I don't know what is. And in it's it's only uh, the most righteous thing you can actually go to with that direction. And the fans who are listening, don't forget, you know, destruction, born to thrash. It's already came out May eighth on Nuclear Blast Records, and you said the. A physical version will be out July. Do you have a set July. date for that? Yeah, July 17th. Okay, July 17th, Board of Thrash, live album. I mean, if you guys want to mosh in your room while you wait this out, this is a, this is your chance to do it. Um, and everyone who's listening, this podcast can be found on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, on all major podcast apps. Shmir, thanks so much, man. Okay. I can't wait to have you back on the show. I'll see you next time. And please stay safe, okay? And next time, I remember, I'm going to train some lyrics uh, and we, until we talk next time, all right? But you made it difficult, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's that's the hot seat, man. We don't call it the hot seat for no reason. <laughs> all right. Thanks, man. Thanks for the good interview, man. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Interview on the Fire podcast. If you guys liked what you heard, please subscribe and share our channel. And please leave a five-star review as that helps us tremendously. And also, if you guys have any questions or comments, you can find us at Interview Under Fire at Facebook or at Instagram. Or you can write us directly at schwag at interviewunderfire.com. That's S-C-H-W-A-G at interviewunderfire.com. Or Rezablade. That's R-E-Z-A-B-L-A-D-E at interviewunderfire.